What is good, YouTube? Quinn Wade Basketball Analysis coming to y'all on Analysis Playground on YouTube and on the website. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies losing 102 to 113 against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans improved to 7 and 6 and 3 and 2 at home. The Memphis Grizzlies go down to 9 and 5 and 4 and 4 away. Pretty good game for the Pelicans. I think that overall, this was a game that they had to win as they had no Zion, but they had a tough challenge ahead of them. Let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. 25 minutes, Jaron Jackson was 3 or 14 from the field, 0 or 7 from 3. Didn't particularly shoot the ball that well, 1 or 2 from the free throw line. He also had 6 rebounds. Five blocks was the biggest side of the ball that he really impacted, which was defense, controlling the paint, manning the paint, using his roaming ability, his ability to block and use his quick jumping ability, his leaping ability to block shots and protect the paint was the biggest asset for him tonight. Even though he couldn't make a shot, really hurt them just because no Desmond Bain, which was really hurting them all night because of the floor spacing and the lack of another score, really tanked their points and really hurt them even though they scored 35 points in the first quarter and they scored 30, 27 points in the third quarter. They just needed a little bit more of a punch offensively and they just never could find it because Guy just couldn't make shots tonight. Uh, he also had two turnovers, one personal foul, negative six and plus minus seven points for Jaron Jackson. Dylan Brooks came off and gave them a spark um, as a starter tonight, 37 minutes, 6 of 18 from the field, 2 of 9 from 3, struggled offensively too, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 turnover, 3 personal fouls, plus 1 and plus minus, but he did have 19 points total, which was solid. You expect him to score, you expect him to get buckets, hit the mid-range, hit the two threes, uh, was able to get to the basket, but missed some easy ones that he wished he could have back. Steven Adams didn't really do anything offensively, 1 or 2 from the field, Zero points from three because um, he didn't shoot any. Oh, two from the free throw line. Missed every opportunity out of the two. Five rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, three personal fouls, negative two and plus minus. He only had two points total, which you just can't have. If you're Steven Adams, he has to score more than two points um, tonight and in future games. Um, 36 points for John Morant really was the focal point of the offense. Again, just didn't have enough help tonight, unfortunately, but they still was able to score over 100 points with 102. Um, 13 of 26, 50% for him, 2 of 6 from the three-point line, solid three-point shooting. Didn't really attempt that many threes, which I was happy about. They let him shoot the threes. They gave him the threes. He just didn't get too trigger-happy with the three-point shot, and that's something that you want to continue to see. Even turn down a three for an assist because they ended up letting Coach Hurd get open and he ended up making that three and that was huge because you don't want John Morant feeding into being a three-point shooter when his best asset is being able to probe get to the basket get floats get layups and collapsing the defense and I'm glad he didn't fall victim to just taking a wide open shot just because it's there and just having confidence to make it play your game and let the other things come to you and take advantage of that and I feel like he did that tonight Unfortunately, his teammates just didn't have his back. 8 of 11 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 4 turnovers, one, 1 personal foul, plus 5 and plus minus, and 36 points total for John Morant. Um, Kohner, uh, 36 minutes, 4 or 6 from the field, 1 or 3 from the 3-point line, 0 free throw attempts, 6 rebounds, defensive, 8 total, 2 assists, 1 steal, one turnover, four personal fouls, negative six and plus minus, only nine points. Brandon Clark was solid, a double-double off the bench. 
13 rebounds, 15 points, negative 12 and plus minus, four blocks, two turnovers, one personal foul. He also was 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 1 of 1 from 3, 6 of 12, 50% from the field. He also did play 33 minutes and was a big help keeping that bench um, afloat against a tough team like New Orleans since they had no Zion. It was a little bit easier for them, uh, but they didn't kill him on the glass or in the paint, and that was unfortunate. Uh, Aldama. 25 minutes, three or six from the field, one to three from the three-point line. Um, he also had eight rebounds total, one assist, one steal, three personal fouls early in the game, two, negative two and plus minus eight points. To Tyus Jones, three points. He was negative 17, three assists, one rebound, one of four from three, one of four from the field. Roddy, uh, one of three from the field, one of two from three, one assist, one rebound. One personal foul, negative 16 plus minus three points. They shot 41% from the field, which is below average. And they shot 25% from three, which is terrible. And then they also shot a bad 68% from the free throw line. And they also had um, 12 turnovers and 17 personal fouls. And it just didn't help um, tonight with those, you know, things, those signs of that they might 100% lose tonight. Especially when you look at the Pelicans, they shot... 47% from the field, 47% from three, and 75% from the three-point line. And they also didn't turn over the ball that much. And since they didn't miss that much or turn over the ball that much, that was highly efficient, well taken care of the basketball and good team chemistry. And that was just a result of just playing better and being healthier, even though they had no Zion, which is a huge problem and a consistent problem that they have had. But they had overwhelmed. They settled the storm, and they was able to still get the W. 19 points for Brandon Ingram. He also had two personal fouls, one turnover, one block, two assists, four rebounds, three or three from the free throw line, two or two from the free throw line. I mean, three or three from the free throw line, two or two from the three-point line, seven or 14 from the field. Herbert Jones. Four or seven from the field, two or three from the three-point line, or one from the free throw line. He also had three rebounds, two assists, four personal fouls, plus three and plus minus ten points. Valanciunas didn't really do much, just like Stephen Adams. You don't want to see this happen again if you can help it. Two points for him, negative five and plus minus four personal fouls, four turnovers, two. He also had two assists, three rebounds, zero uh, from one from three-point line, one of four from the field. C.J. McCullum, 11 of 23, just had an excellent game, 30 points tonight for the Pelicans, seven to 13 from the field, one of two from the free throw line. He also had three rebounds, nine assists, one block, two turnovers, two personal fouls. It was a plus seven and plus minus. And Trey Murphy the third had a had a got a good game, thirteen points, negative five and plus minus one personal foul, one block, one steal, one assist, two rebounds total, three or six from the three point line really stretched that floor. Him and CJ took a bunch of them and they made them tonight over fifty percent for both of those guys, five of eleven from the field for Trey Murphy. Larry Nance was huge off the bench, the best bench player tonight. Nineteen points for Larry Nance, got a lot of layups, got a lot of put backs and got a lot of dunks. He has two offensive rebounds and he has seven rebounds total, two assists. He also had two blocks protected the rim and kept them out of the rim with verticality. Um, so it, it really made it tough for John Morant, plus 16 and plus minus. Um, he also was 2 of 2 from free throw line, 1 of 1 from 3 point line, 8 of 10 from the field. Najee Marshall, 1 of 5 from the field, 0 of 2 from the 3 point line, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, um, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, two turnovers, two personal fouls, plus eight, um, and plus minus four points. Um, Devontae Graham didn't really do much, didn't really take no shots or no threes. Um, zero for one from field 
And the only field goal attempt he had was a three, one or two from the free throw line, one rebound, two assists, plus one, four and plus minus uh, 1.12 points for Alvarado, plus 15 and plus minus three personal fouls, one turnover, one block. He also did have six assists and three rebounds. He was two or six from the three-point line, five or 11 from the field, fed off the energy of the crowd, really fought, really clawed for every uh Possession got a key block and key layups and key threes in tonight's game also, which really helped them win. And Dyson Daniels had a solid rookie game, 17 minutes, one of five from the field, one of three from the three-point line. He did have nine rebounds, though, which was huge. One assist, one block, one steal, and one personal foul. He was a plus 13 and plus minus and three points total. And the rest of the guys didn't play. And remember, they had no Zion, and they still ended up winning. This was a game that allowed them to be above 500, allowed them to have a positive record, a game that showed them that they can play well together if they move the ball and just don't let it hold and stick to one guy. I think that's something that they had to continue to implement is shooting more threes, getting guys moving without the basketball, and getting guys cutting a little bit more. And I think that that just helped the offense flow a little bit more, especially when Zion is there because he likes to cut primarily because he can't shoot the three. But the fact that he still will attempt a mid-range or a push shot or even attack the basket, which will collapse the defense and force him to have Brandon Ingram, Jose Alvarado, Devontae Graham, C.J. McCollum, or even Herb Jones open. They need to attempt more of those shots instead of turning them down for a mid-range or a floater and just get a high percentage three-point shot because it's open and it's practice on knocking those down. And their offense can continue to score 100-plus points. Defensively, they improved tonight, but it was mainly just because there was no Desmond Bain. The lack of another shooter, the lack of another playmaker, and those Zaire Williams hurt it this offense tonight they had more shooting out on the court but had no way to get those guys open unfortunately for them John Moran can't do it by himself he need other guys to help him out on that and they didn't have that tonight and Dylan Brooks is not that guy that can do that he's more of a gunner than he is a playmaker and a guy that can set you up unfortunately for them they're going to miss Desmond Bain for another week and that's going to be something that can really tank their record. Luckily for them, they got off to a great start, and they can take some of those blows, and their schedule is not that terrible or not that amazing either. So they just got to take advantage of beating the team that they're supposed to beat. And John Moran is always ready to go, always ready to attack, and always ready to close games that he should win. And I feel like they should be able to beat the team they should be able to beat. It's part of being a 50-win team, which is something they already done. Now we just have to see the Pelicans continue to take advantage of their weak schedule, continue to beat the opponents they're supposed to beat, continue to win the games they're supposed to win, and continue to build that team camaraderie, and you just want to see Zion play more than one or two games in a row, you want to see him play a month in a row, then two months in a row, um, just to be healthy, just so they can build that chemistry with Zion, something that they haven't been able to do for multiple years, and something that they definitely want to do now, as they try to build their way up to a championship team, with Zion as their number one pick and their franchise guy, it's hard to build around a franchise guy that's never healthy, unfortunately for them, he's always never healthy, and tonight was another one one of those nights where you want to continue to build and, and move forward in the right direction with Zion as your best player. And it's just tough to do that when he can't stay on the court. And that's something that we have to see if they're able to do in the future or it's just not worth having them at all if you can't really build a team around a guy that's always out. Other than that, Quinway Basketball Analysis, like on Facebook, like on this channel, share this video on every social media platform, including on YouTube. Also, don't forget to check out my podcast. That will be in the description and comment section below. Same with my Facebook page. Also, like on Instagram. 
like on Twitter. I have my Twitter and Instagram and my Facebook all on my channel. If you go to my channel, they all have the icons of the social platforms. And you can follow me on those. Other than that, Quinway Basketball, and I'll sign out. And I'll be back later with the Sacramento Kings-Brooklyn Nets game analysis.